Welcome to the Better Late Than Never episode of the Black Black Multiverse Multiverse Theory Theory Podcast. Podcast. We're here with Nigel and Nilo. Episode 6. Already episode 6, which means this is the seventh time that we've done this. Mm -hmm. How was your week? My week is amazing. Okay. Big words. Um, No, I kind of use that every week. But <laughs> even when it's not. Okay, true. And I say Speaking something different life. every week. Your reaction to your same word. <laughs> yeah. So this week. Yeah. Great week. Mm-hmm. Um, started out really great so far. Um, the weekend, though, um, uh, had a soccer tournament with my son. They play second silver place, yes. silver medal. That is excellent. Really proud of that young man. Mm-hmm. As he's growing up, I've watched him. He's now turning 11, and I've been coaching him when he started at 8. First time he ever touched a soccer ball was at 8 years old. And Wow. Yeah, and he's, we've, this is the first time he's done outdoor because we've been really working with his allergies and stuff like that, and I have allergies. It's just a huge issue with allergies. So both of us are allergic to like 150 different I'm definitely have more allergies than he does. Okay. I'm allergic to the more nuts and like food know, allergies. Food allergies. Mm-hmm. Fur, dogs, cats, bunnies. Mm-hmm. You know, living things, things. Other living things. All those also. with fur. Okay. Yes. And so he's more allergic to like trees, grass, mold, dust, that kind of stuff. Right. So we were like prepping for the tournament and the other coach was like, okay, everybody drop it. Give me burpees, right? You get down, you go down, you do this push-up stance. And he got back up, and his eye was, like, almost swollen shut. <laughs> I was like, did you take your allergy medication? He's like, well, I thought I'd try a day without it, Dad. I'm like, okay, how does that see make how you feel? Go. So you don't like living, huh? You don't like life. Oh, man. Life was nice. You know, living I, was nice. I feel for him. Yeah. I feel for him, too, because, you know, the decision we make in life, often come back. Okay. I feel for him because I love the grass. You love to lay in the grass? Yeah. I lay in the grass in the summertime. Um, yeah. I used to have huge issues with grass. Oh. Yeah. So there was a time when I could do everything in the grass, and then there was a time I could do nothing in the grass. No grass for me. <laughs> so, and I've gone full circle, and now I can do everything in the grass again. Okay, nice. With minimal comfort. Mm-hmm. What else happened last week? Uh, last week, like the whole week. It's a recap, man. Anything that's the biggest thing. So, you had the soccer tournament, and then there was a comedy show. Okay, so it's not last week. That's so we're not into last yesterday. Week. It's just a recap. Just since we saw you last, the last week ending I, yesterday. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking up what you put down. Okay. <laughs> So I just want to be clear about all of last week, since last week, Tuesday till now. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing was the soccer tournament mm-hmm. this week, which was amazing, as I said. Then we had um, this Monday, mm-hmm. the real comedians of social media um, were at the comic strip at West Edmonton Mall. My entire church was practically there. Nice. I had a great time. 
I actually didn't know that Kevin's stage was. I didn't know his stat was like that bi- biblical as it as it is. You know what? It it normally isn't, but he read the crowd. And he just did it. And he just did it. Oh, so that's not normally because when Tanya no. told me about the show, she's like, "Yeah, there's a Christian comedian coming," and I was like, "Eh," and then she said, "Then she showed me who it was," and I was like, "Okay." Hmm. So normally his set, depending on where he's doing his set, like this was a comic strip, so it's a comedy club. Um, so normally his set, he can't do the Christian comedy oh, because the environment is not always Christian. Right. But he said in his set, he looks, he goes, I think you guys are Christians. Yeah. You guys all in the front here. I think we, we I could do some of these jokes. And the whole front was like, yeah. Yeah, they were crazy. They went nuts. So he knew that that crowd would understand and it didn't matter. In the front there, I've done MC work and concerts with all of the people that were in the front. There were people there from Calgary churches. There were people there from Seven Day Adventist Church. They're working for the event. From every from every denomination, there were people there, and he hit all the jokes. All the jokes. He was hot. It was good. Way better than the secret show. Uh, what? Totally. <laughs> apples and oranges but go ahead no I'm just joking Secret Show was pretty good it was a good show it was fun it's a completely different thing it's a completely different okay so these guys at some point had to go to a room and practice and run the shows and not yet laughs too in order to get where they are to be going to the comic strip it was fun though I had a really good time um, Tony Baker is hysterical. I appreciated his stand-up. The only thing that bothered me about his stand-up is that everybody was ordering, like, right in front of me. And I remember thinking several times, I'm missing what he's saying. So all I could hear is like, and I'm like, I can't hear it. Stop it. Whatever wings you bring are fine. <laughs> Did you order wings? Yeah, I ordered wings for you. Did you get this one? I'm like, oh, I can't hear them. <laughs> that was my, that's my only complaint. That was your only complaint. Yeah, which that, had nothing to do with the rest I so. was ordering wings at the time. <laughs> no, right? y'all. So your only complaint you about the whole show was both that of you, I was ordering you wings. You at Taya during came. Tony Baker's set specifically. <laughs> Extensive conversations. I wanted to know. It wasn't even simple. It was like it went on and on. (laughs) It just felt like it was never ending. But whatever. It's because I was acutely aware of missing those parts of the jokes. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I get it now. Now I know what's up. But it wasn't just that. She turned around and she's like, yeah, so you think I would order all the wings and then not order wings for you? That's unnecessary. <laughs> Let's, I think Tanya's probably over there shouting. We anyway, had, we had it was there, fun. the comedians that were there, Tony Baker, if you want to check him out, he's on Instagram with uh, Tony Baker voiceovers and Tony Baker comedy. You can find him on both of those. You know what's really Take cool about more. him too? Uh-huh, Sorry, not to cut you. Is that when he came out and he was taking all the pictures, he was doing all the voiceovers. 
Was he? Yeah, he was like, I'm the one. And then he was going, crap. <laughs> yeah, he was just saying the things. So if you caught him, if they caught him on Instagram or Snap or Story, you mm-hmm. can hear him doing the voiceover voice and saying the things. And even the picture with us and Kev on stage in the background, there's Tony Baker taking a selfie with somebody else. <laughs> and he's all like, looking at it. Anyway, it was good. Sorry. You should, you, you'll be able to see our pictures with the comedians. We did stay behind. We did ask them for an interview for this podcast. We did. But they were very busy. They flew Super in busy. straight from the airport. Didn't went in even there, drop their didn't bags. Didn't have time to change. Yeah. Uh, to hear more who um, hosted the show. Um, he ran all the way to Foot Locker, I believe. To get shoes, bought the shoes, came back, and then told everybody he's going to return the shoes. <laughs> no, his set was my favorite. Because he had fat people jokes, and I've done all of those things. <laughs> I live a fat people existence on a regular basis. So maybe not the peanut butter roof of the mouth thing, but I get it. I get it. Being so tired. What 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 was missed, he, he did a great set. Really good. They all did. Uh-huh. So we had Tony Baker, you had to hear more, uh-huh. you had Kev on stage, and then you had Doughboy. Doughboy was the first one to go up. Oh, Hilarious. That. He did his own set of fat jokes. Okay. He talked about working out and how he hates working out. And he, he, talked, he talked about just a random amount of things. And it was great because he was like 11 years sober. They talked about that when they were introduced to him. And, That's and awesome. He has, uh, Kev on stage and him have their own podcast. Um, show or a YouTube show actually called Righteous and Ratchet, which oh. you can find. It's anywhere. like me and you. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's a lot like us. <laughs> <laughs> so they do ask a lot. They they just got a real big claim to fame recently uh-huh. because they brought out the assorted pack of chips from Frito Lay, uh-huh. and then they got to pick which one's got to go. So everybody got to pick. Who's got to go? Who, who's going to stay? And who's got to go? Right? right? Out of the five, I think it's five different flavors. Mm-hmm. So when they did that, Frito-Lay shouts out on their thing and says, oh, if you think that's chips, which you see our other selection and sent them a whole next selection. Wow. Which got them a interview on CNN, on their local news channels all over the world. They've been on different shows all together. And it's just amazing. I've been following... Kim on stage and Tony Baker for a long time. And his brother was there. Jason Frederick was there. He was also the uh, part-time The host. one who prayed us out. Yeah, he did pray us out at the end. That's not what it's called? Yeah. Okay. He did pray us out at the end. Okay. So it was pretty good. Um, but I, I love the show. I love this type of comedy. It was a different comedy, as you said, from The Secret Show. Um, all together different. I laughed. Black people also. From beginning to <laughs> end. I was not. You had a lot of fun. You said I was hyping up. The, totally. The, I was all the way at the back. They didn't know I was like, Oh, they know. did because the guy responded to you at one point. What did he say? I don't even remember. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. But what did he say? No, I don't remember. I didn't even say anything. Yes, you said everything. The only thing that happened was they were talking about MASH. No. And then I started singing the theme song, and he started singing the theme song. Tony Baker and I have practically lived the same. 
who saved life. Grab all the jokes Even he was talking about was hilarious. Yeah, everything just, touched you. I, there were several times you were like, wow. Like, they just touched your heart. They just reached out and touched your heart. It was good. It, the comedy show, like, if there's a genre, like, if there's a demographic, I mean, you're definitely, like, the key demographic. Because those jokes hit you solid. Those, those, they were for you. Those jokes hit me. Tony Baker's jokes were not Christian comedy jokes. They were no. just jokes. They, you know, they all hit me. You know what they need on that show? What they need? Like somebody like me. You know what? Who's like um, a woman's perspective. Who's like mom. Who's like, I don't know if I'm considered, I'm almost a woman of a certain age, kind of. Okay. Yeah. But a better comedian. Someone like you, but a better comedian. Like me, but like good. Good at comedy. Impossible. You're good. You could do it. I haven't practiced enough, so I'm not good yet. I could be good. They would get you. You're good. All right. I think I think you're funny enough. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Funny mm-hmm. enough. That's what it takes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're saying you're not funny at all. That you need to you need to practice on. Yeah. Bah. No, you can do it. Practice, practice. Practice, practice. Get out there and start saying funny stuff. Okay. I'll do my best. Thanks, coach. <laughs> Make us all laugh. Okay. Or else. <laughs> yeah. My last week was good. What happened with you last week? We had the last of the spring series yoga sessions. Okay. We take a couple weeks off, and then we'll be back. Uh, see, even Tanya over here said you were L-O-U-D in capital letters. Like, you were definitely participating. So this week um, was our the last for the spring series. We'll be back um, June 23rd with the first of our summer series, and that will be our summer solstice class, and then the summer series will start again. Um, we're going to, like, we're, we're going to look at things and see how it worked and how we can structure it um, and go forward. And then... We had the Rarica Now volunteer engagement event at the shop, which, as far as I can tell, was really, really successful. A lot of people came through the shop. I met a lot of new faces, um, was introduced to the community, and saw a lot of the things that they're doing now. So um, that was really cool. Shout out to Addie and Dee and the team over there. Um, and then also, yeah, we went to this Real Comedians of Social Media thing. And really... I was only there for a picture, so the fact that I got one, it was a successful night for me. That's fantastic. I'm glad you had a great time. <laughs> I did have a good time. It was fun. Mm-hmm. But I like comedy stuff. I like, I'm there like analyzing the jokes and laughing as loud as I can. What were you analyzing this time? Um, I always analyze how they set up the jokes. I analyze their callbacks. Sometimes they have callbacks that aren't callbacks yet. That once the joke grows, they're gonna put, they're gonna go back and put the like the reference in essentially. So yeah, so um, I like to see how they structure the joke. I like to see how they're reading the audience, how they interact with the audience. Because my personal thing with um, my comedy is that I'm terrible at audience interactions myself. Like. Once the audience interrupts whatever my mental script is, I'm totally thrown off because I'm just like, hit, 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 you know? So it messes up my flow. So I like to see, I like to like particularly pay attention to how um, comedians do that. 
I love Tony Baker's um, interaction with the, with the audience. He totally. Okay. Okay. He is. He's more attractive in person than I expected him to be, even though I see him on the internet. Uh, okay. So, Tony's fine. All right. So, we got that. Okay. Sorry. Good. So, Tony Baker. Mm hmm. Um, when he interacts with the crowd, he literally looks for the interaction. He's completely he different than maybe uh, Tahir. So Tahir is just—he's just saying the jokes out, out into the space, mm -hmm. and then people are laughing. He'll occasionally drop down and look at the crowd. Right. Tony's like, "Hey, you! Hey, you, muscle, muscle yeah. man, man!" The first thing he did with the purse, right? Yeah, he started talking. He's like, "Why are you holding your purse? Like I'm going to steal it now. I want to steal it <laughs> because you're holding a purse like that." Just for the principal. Right. I was dying. I thought he was funny because I felt he was funny. I was loud because he was funny. They were all funny. Courtney, we are talking, uh, for those of you who are just joining in, we are at the Black Multiverse Theory Podcast, mm -hmm. episode six. Mm -hmm. We are talking about our recap of the week and what has happened and what we did this week especially the real comedians of social media, which was held last night, Monday night, at the comedy strip, mm -hmm. the comic strip um, in West 17 Mall. Um, it was a nice early show. It was at 7. They were a little bit late, but nobody really cared. There was food. There was drinks. There was everything there. We had a great time. They were late, and I was still late. I, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but if you were any later, you would have missed the whole show. Uh, definitely. I so, came exactly on time. I couldn't have been any later. I was all, exactly right on time. She just missed Doughboy, and then she came in for Tahir. And yeah, Tahir had good. ran to go get his shoes and came back. So it was a real issue um, for Tahir. I don't know why he didn't have shoes. I don't know why they didn't change their clothes. They didn't get to drop their bags off at all. They literally came from the airport to there. Mm -hmm. So I just don't understand why they didn't just change your Because they were on a whole tour. So Kevin was going to change his shirt, and then he realized he didn't pack enough shirts. So they're at the <laughs> end of their tour At the also. end of the tour? Oh, okay, that's where they're at. Right. So every they've run through their stuff already. They didn't get, they don't, he was like, I don't have a haircut. Obviously, if he came from home, he would have had a haircut, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, they have mad bags to be coming in <laughs> in the night and leaving in the morning. Tony was talking about... He likes to hog the window CD. <laughs> he doesn't like. He puts his whole body in front. Of it. Puts his whole body in front of it, and then when you try to look over his shoulder, he shuts the whole window down. <laughs> I was dying. I was dying from beginning to end. That's funny. I'm an aisle seat type of a gal. Because I'm the type of person who I'll sit at the window. And if I see you looking out the window, I'll lean back and let you look of out the window. Of course you are. You're very accommodating. I'm like, oh, uh, you want to look at this window? And then I will inconvenience myself while you're staring out the window. Uh, I'm like, yeah. oh, I want to drink this I'm juice. I'm not even that guy. I'm on the aisle seat, stretching my legs out, not caring about aisle? your clouds and your blue sky. Seen it a million times. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to tell you what my airplane flex is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like the emergency seating. I like sitting in the emergency seat. I don't like it. Because there's lots of room. It's too much room. For, for, for my feet. Love yeah. to stretch out my legs. I do not like stretching them out in the aisle because the 
flight attendants love to run over my feet with the little cart thing. Oh. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That's I all I hear while my toe is throbbing on the, for the rest of the flight. That's right. So I do not do that anymore. Um, I like window seats. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just my mom was. My mom has always been afraid of flying. Oh, yeah. Always been afraid. Well, not flying, but turbulence. Okay. But she like loves the window else. seat. It's like, this is death right now. She, she loves the window seat. Right. So she loves sitting out there and watching the plane go, and then she's like, oh, and she squeezes my hand. That's cute. So yes, that, that's mom. Okay. Shout out to my mom. Oh, shout out to my mom. What's up with your mom? Her birthday was yesterday. Hey, mama, 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 And mama, my grandma's mama. birthday is actually today. Grandma, grandma. My grandma's grandma. passed now. Grandma. Memorial Day. So mm. my sisters and my mom went out to eat together. Nice. Guess where? Where? Doesn't even matter, but a place that I introduced them all to. Oh, what is it? It's called Pio Pio. It's on Woodhaven. Pio Pio. It's Peruvian food. That's fantastic. Specifically chicken. Mm. So I felt special. I was like, where are you? My mom's like, oh, it's this Peruvian chicken place. I was like, okay, I just want to make it know that I put all of you on to Peruvian chicken. She's like, we said that when we were trying to decide where to go. We were like, let's go to the place Nikki used to take us. I was like, accepted. There you go. <laughs> where are you guys? <laughs> I'm the one. <laughs> I'm the one. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. Wow, shout out to Tony Baker. Shout out to Tony Baker. And Gerald, the gorilla. <laughs> As the one. No, the girls in the rain was the one that turned me out to Tony Baker. You know, the whole time you were like laughing. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then when I saw those girls in the rain, someone immediately posted the Tony Baker version of that. Ooh. Yeah, oh, the girl is in the rain. Yeah, so that's what I was like. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I got it. I immediately got it after that. He's hilarious. He's, He's hilarious. a funny one. Okay. Um, and also shout out to Tony Baker. Definitely. The rest of the guys are tired. And, you know, you could tell they were just like, okay, let's just take it. So nice, let's, though. Let's Actually, I... Tony was like, hey, man, get over thanks here. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> yeah, like, Looking at us in our eyes. Yeah, like, really uh, appreciative yeah. of, of us coming and, and for the hosting of it. It was, like, awesome just being around him. He's pretty cool people. Yeah, he had really great energy, actually. Super cool. I told him when he comes back, we'll take him out. We're just going to call this the Tony Baker episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> he probably can come up again. He was funny. He was funny. He had sound. He was funny. To hear more was hilarious, though. And also Kev on stage. Kev on stage did have that Christian comedy. Yeah. So it was funny. No, no, no. It was Christian, but it, uh, yeah. It was, it was very Christian. It was very Christian. I just know all the references because I went because I know all the references. Yeah, I happen to know them. He basically just told Bible stories. He did in, in now way. In, in now version, like yeah. selfie stick. And, and, oh, was, yeah, and how, how he, he was knowing he'd be all petty and be like, <laughs> "Now you try to breathe. Who try to breathe that? Yeah. Huh? Try to breathe that boy. She's <laughs> 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 trying to breathe, looking boy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to cut that out. That's so hilarious. Yeah. Why right. do I cut that out? 
<laughs> leave it right in. Leave it right in. The cop? Yeah, leave it right in. Take it right now. <laughs> so, um, um, you want to move on to the scroll? Let's get on to the scroll, people. We are that took on us the scroll. A long recap, boy. Yeah, wow, we had a lot going on. True. Joy Samuels is out there watching. Hey, Joy, shout out to Joy. Lana's on. Everybody's on. Everybody's on tonight listening yeah. to our live as well as our podcast. Our podcast will be uh, broadcasted on Thursday on all of the channels. So we, we for anybody who wants to hear it afterwards, uh, we do the, the Facebook Live. But the Facebook Live and the Instagram Live, it can be long. And so people want the, the shorter, shorter edited version. Sweet and to the point. And so we'll have that ready for you on Thursday. Right. Okay. Moving on to the scroll. We want to talk about Rotimi. Rotimi, his name is. New artist came out. He's a recording artist, singer. He has his own uh, song, and he is a key character in the show. Power. Power. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about this. I stopped watching Power like two, I suppose, two and a half seasons ago. So he w- he came in right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he was in in the beginning? Yeah, he, he's in at the beginning. And he came in and he uh, he went in with ghosts as one of the people that used to run with ghosts when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Ghosts kind of brought him up and kind of trained him on just watching the block and stuff like that. Okay. So, uh, now in the season, he's moved up the ranks and now he's rivaling ghosts and they're trying to kill each other in the fourth season. Mm -hmm. Um, if you want to look, here he is. Oh. So now she knows the face. She knows exactly who the guy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had his own little gang. He has his own gang now because what what Ghost wanted to do was move out of the gang I'll thing put this guy and go into the club owner. He wanted to be right. a club owner. Right. His father wanted to be a club owner. He wanted to leave the gang, so he left the gang to this guy. But okay. this guy was like, nah, uh, I, I want you in on this thing and run in and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, um, uh, <laughs> he came on this week. Um, just passed and was talking about how he's the number one song on on the charts right now. He does? What is it? His song is called Love, I believe. Okay. Um, Straight to the point? Yes. Uh, he has one called Want More and he has one called Love Rhythm. Okay. So Love Rhythm is one and then Want More. Hit the top of the charts Okay. Um, Love Rhythm hit the top of the charts and 50 he came on first of all he came on Instagram to say hey uh, I want to talk to my fans and be like hey thank you for all, everybody for putting this at the top of the charts man mm-hmm. I'm so happy we hit the charts baby this is great and 50 wrote on the bottom of his thing he goes great now you can pay me the 300,000 you owe me wow just came savage on the Instagram on the bottom. You could pay me the three thousand three hundred thousand you owe me. So he felt a ways about it. So he came online. He's like, I don't owe nobody no money. Um, blah 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 blah. And I don't know why 50 would come on here and say this about me, you know, at this point on this thing. I like he's like, I don't I don't know why he would do this. I don't know. There's a meme online mm-hmm. that has the 50 cent when he was shot 
how many times? 60 times? How many? 50? Nine. Nine times. And it was like 50 Cent um, was shot nine times, and he's been showing us why ever since. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what he, a douche. He is that guy, and he came, came for the money. But uh, then. No, it's not that he came for the money, it's how he does that stuff. That guy's so petty. Like, not even, it's like the deepest level of petty. Like, what's wrong with you? He's a bully. But then what he did was he came back, recorded uh, Ro Timmy's uh, response. response, and then re- responded back to the response. And he was like, he's like, I don't know why 50 would come at me like that. He's like, because you're making that money right now, because you on top, I thought you'd have my $300,000. So Snoop comes up and Snoop comes on. Uncle Snoop. Uncle Snoop is like, yo, I really love Power and I really love Ro Timmy's character. So I'll pay his 300000 because I know you 50 and you're going to come on the show and try and kill him oh. off on the show. Please don't kill him. He's one of my favorite characters. So it looks like Uncle Snoop might actually pay the, the 300000 Yeah, the bill. this guy on the show. Yeah. Uncle Snoop really be coming through, though. Yeah, he does. And congratulations to him. He made the world's largest gin and juice. You're going to have to tell me how big it was. I can't. The world's largest gin and juice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he, he made it in a glass? It's a really giant glass with a really giant straw. <laughs> gin and juice or gin and tonic? Gin and juice. What do you mean? Snoop doesn't drink gin and tonic. All right. So he set the world record. It shows here. He made the massive drink use 132 gallons of liquid, and it included 180 bottles of Hendrix gin. Yep. So he made it record-breaking bottle rock Napa Festival. That's where he made the gin and juice. And he has the, the song. Gin and juice. Yeah, of course. That's his thing. That's his thing. I wish he drank it. Um, what did they I, do then? They I, just spouted it out to everybody? I feel like he might have had a bit. Out of like, that big ass straw? I hope not. I feel like he, you he know. He couldn't structure that. Maybe later on in the day, he's like, yo, man, let me get some ice. And they should have put on. a spout on the bottom of the glass and just given it to everybody. Uh, yeah. Lay back. <clears throat> Rihanna becomes the richest female music, musician in history. That's amazing to hear. A net worth, worth of $600 million. Because Jay-Z became the first billionaire rap Which recording artist. Ever. I believe makes Rihanna more successful than Jay-Z. Okay, tell me why. I think Rihanna's more successful than Jay-Z because... Mm-hmm. Rihanna's been in the game less time than Jay-Z, way less, and she's at 60% of his work. That, I, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. But she's on the trajectory. Like, Rihanna will be at a billion dollars, because remember, progress is telescopic, so I, it'll, I agree. she'll be at a billion dollars. So she's going to surpass him, I think. I agree with you 100%. There is something, the that, there's, there's something that has to be noted, though, Rihanna literally works for Jay-Z. Jay-Z markets all the Rihanna stuff. She's part of his label. He brought her on. So all yeah, that money Yeah, but she has that way more stuff than the music. He's getting a piece of her makeup line, her underwear line, her fashion house. No way. That's what started everything. But he, is, he started out 
um, with Rockware and then became one of the first uh, rappers to, to grace over a certain amount of million. And then he bought a... No, Jay-Z, I know. I mean, He bought an I NBA thing and he's done his thing. <laughs> right. So to say that she's more successful, okay, yeah, statistically, I guess. The numbers. I'm just doing the numbers. Yeah. I think she, she'll she be worth more than him. In our, like, no doubt about it. We'll see it. No doubt about it. Yeah. But congratulations to her. We know Rihanna is essentially me in another multiverse is that existence. Okay. Essentially. And I'm her. Also. Nice. She made a couple moves there. I didn't even understand they were so big. I was like, okay, Rihanna. I don't know what that means, but do you, boo? Yes, bitch. <laughs> So I think that that was that. She has a luxury fashion brand now. Yes. I don't know what that means. That means that when everybody's... It's not even a brand. It's a house. Somebody's shopping. See, that means that when everybody's shopping at Walmart and Target... She's uh, at Bergdorf. She's got her old thing just chilling. Bergdorf. Exclusive to certain people. It's, it's like the people who do Cartier and stuff that are, mm-hmm. I don't know how it works exactly. Like, I don't even know how that money flows. Yeah, exactly. That's not it's way above. I'm like, I don't understand how this partnership works or whatever, but okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got over there on your scroll? Um, after uh, we were at Rotimi. Mm-hmm. We're at Gin and Juice. We're at Rihanna's, the richest woman in musician. Right. And then the richest um, male to Grace, um, which is one of my, was on my name, is Jay-Z. So what happened to Beyonce? She's in there. How? Where? Less than Rihanna? So Beyonce's worth less than Rihanna? I don't think that's what they said. Well, they said Rihanna's the richest female musician in history. So that means she's worth more than Beyonce. Probably. Would you be mad if you were Beyonce? No. No, definitely not. Because <laughs> I'm listen, Beyonce. All, all of that money. All I'm Beyonce? I, I feel like all of that money comes back into that house somehow. What, Jay-Z money? Rihanna money and Jay-Z money. Because as people see Rihanna buying, or as people see Rihanna making Fenty. Fenty is it Fenty? Fenty beauty. All right, mm-hmm. and and doing the clothes, Savage they go back Fenty. and they go back and they buy the music. And as they buy the music, that money comes right back in the house. Right back to David. Right back in the house, putting groceries in, buying milk for the kids. So I feel mm. like even when Beyonce's not working, money's always fueling in from all these from Rihanna places. from Rihanna's pocket from <laughs> from Rihanna. Um, also, we have. Uh, uh, the Raptors. Yes, we have to talk about the Raptors. The Raptors are in there, lost their second game. Yeah. Right? 109 to 105. Five. I believe it was. Um, That's two, two baskets. Doing a basic box out high school technique. Just boxing them out, keeping four guys in the key. And just box them out, not letting them come, not letting them do anything, just not letting them make shots, and they held their own. Yeah, um, I heard it was the defense that saved them. That essentially, what I was told is that that the, the defense did their job. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so 
Very happy. Shout out to our Canadian team. Mm-hmm. Obama uh, was here. President Obama was for, in town. They shouted for game two. They shouted him out, Toronto. I'm really sad that they lost in front of Barack Obama. Just for all our listeners who are out there, just so you know, when Nilo says here, she's talking about Canada. The entire country, country of yep. Canada, which yep. is huge, gigantic, massive. But and also, when, when she says here, I complain from both sides. He's she, he's in Toronto, which yeah. is not even anywhere close. To all us. the way on the other side not of the, of the universe to us. But um, I complain from both sides because just the other day I was like, yeah, my American friends are like, hey, we're in BC, you should come out. And I'm like, uh, we're in Whistler. We're, we're thinking about going to Whistler. Is that close to you? Yeah, like, I say that all the time. Not close at all. Not close. Hey, I'm in Montreal. Were you busy tonight? Nah, man. We, I'm we not, but you're we really far. Send me $300. I'll fly over there. Right? My homeboy was talking about the other day. Hey, I'm going to be in your neighborhood for Caravana. I was like, mine? <laughs> no. Send me a hundred dollars. I'll sit, I'll take a Greyhound bus. A gray. What is it? A Red Arrow. I'll take a Red oh. Arrow bus. I'll be there in four days. If it's as bad as Greyhound, Greyhound is done. What? Greyhound is done. It's done. Here in, in a, Canada. Here in Alberta. In Alberta, or in Canada. I don't know if it's all of Canada, but I know they had their last run a couple months ago. Okay. Bye, Greyhound. So they're done. Mm-hmm. Um. Speaking of done, when they see us is, uh, well, that's on the screen. Yeah, we can keep going. So on the screen, our next topic on the screen, we we normally talk about things that happen on the big screen and the small screen. Mm -hmm. Netflix has a show called When They See Us. When They See Us. When They See Us is about the five young individual men that Mm -hmm. got... A falsely. Rape, falsely accused on a rape charge, I believe it is. Central Park 5. Central Park 5. Mm-hmm. As you watch it, you watch how the police conjure up different things and link different people that I've never met before to create an untouchable case. Do they watch? Um, I did not watch it. What I will tell you is that I'm familiar with the case from being in New York. Um, I, I don't have, I just haven't had the opportunity or the downtime to watch it, but it comes highly recommended. But it also comes with a heavy trauma warning. It definitely comes. Um, yeah, with that as well. So do they talk about um, Trump in there and how Trump took yeah. out the, the ad and everything? Yeah, they talk about Trump. They yeah. show Trump, the, the current president of the United States. The, mm-hmm. They call him 45. 45. So 45 goes out there and he puts up, this is before he was 45, he puts out, uh, uh, takes out $80,000, I think. What? $80,000 ads? ads to kill the boys. To kill them. Oh, for them to be on. Wow. Yeah. $80,000. Yeah. To, to, to kill and them. meanwhile, they're like 16, right? They're young. They're at the time. young, young. And they're falsely accused. Because none of them did it. As we find out mad years later after they already served mad time. Mad time. Yeah. I think, Got I think, their whole life taken away. I think the And then lowest, technology caught up and was like, oh, yeah, DNA. Lowest amount of time was six years. One guy came in. And this is a little bit of a spoiler alert. But one guy came into the station because his friend had gotten in there. Did you watch it? No. Okay. His friend had went in there and got caught up, 
in there, and he went in there, and they took him too. So he was did it? No, he came in there to see see what happened to my friend. What? And they were like, oh, oh, come to the back. We'll talk to you. And he got in there, got years too. He got years too just from visiting a police station. Wow. As my parents say, you're too fast. You're that people business. Fast. Come on, don't be for business. Yeah. But poor guy, I feel sorry for him. That's terrible. Not to make light of it, but I'm not. I feel sorry for him. So right now, Linda Fairstein wrote a book. Wrote the book when they see us, which is where the movie is based out of. Which is, is from it? the. They they took the book and and did the book, did the did, did the movie off the book, but the book is about the real life circumstance, okay. and she's making money now. This person. Um, Linda has her badge. Like she's a badge. She was a cop, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So they feel that like she was part of the whole thing to begin with. So there's currently a boycott uh, for the prosecutor uh, turned. Uh, she was a prosecutor, sorry, and, he, and she turned into author. Oh, so what happened was okay. She's a prosecutor, so there is mad evidence she ignored. She did a bunch of stuff. So mm. this is what I was talking about the other day about white bodies profiting off of the oppression of black bodies. Correct? There, there you go. Because yep. there she's writing this book. She made all this money off of some BS. Really? Yeah. She made mad money off of it. Um, she wrote the book When They See Us. They made a Netflix thing. Mm-hmm. So people now want her to... Um, they wanted to boycott the whole thing. Right. Her books, everything. And uh, the prosecutor, but uh, I she feel resigned. Like, okay. She resigned recently after the backlash. She was like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. And she did it. Mm. Yeah. So there, there's a lot to do with that. that that's a huge, 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 huge. huge I also heard that DuVernay had actually grief counselors on the set. During the shooting. I mean, yeah, the shooting. But during the filming is what I should say um, of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a very traumatic movie. There's a lot going on. It's a very serious topic. It has been happening for decades. And a lot of black people, because the criminal system and the jail system that they have in the United States is privatized. Mm-hmm. And it is slavery, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, incorporated. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things happen that we normally were like, you're going to raise questions or raise red flags, and they were ignored. Mm-hmm. We are now, because of social media and cameras and camera phones and technology, we are now getting to and see... activists. We are now getting to see some amazing things. We're yeah. seeing people actually getting beat, people actually being called racist slurs, uh, where normally you'd be like, really? The Queen of England, this uh, Queen of England <laughs> just hosted. Also said the same thing to Trump, apparently. <laughs> Donald Trump. He was, she was like, uh, we ha- we're having some work done. <laughs> So we could have companies. Yeah, we're renovating the Buckingham mm. Palace with all 178 rooms. Mm. So we cannot host you in any of those. None of them. Sorry. We, the, the Buckingham Palace is like 755 rooms, I think, total. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Some vendor. The queen was like the best western sex store. 
the queen was like, yeah, even I'm staying somewhere else right, with, with family. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm staying with family? I'm staying, I'm staying with my I'm grandson. Staying with family. I'm staying with my grandson <laughs> and, and his black wife, <laughs> the duchess. Oh, wow. Who? Who was like, not chill. I will not be there. <laughs> they were like... Meghan Markle, and then they were. That, but that lady just had a baby ten minutes ago. Yes. Let her. She's, she's like, no, <laughs> I will not. Grandma's like, listen, I'm, I'm gonna wake up and I will be taking care of the baby. For, for right. <laughs> Plus, like, I love her mom like anyway. Every grandma. Yeah, her mom's beautiful. <laughs> so, but you know, if it was Obama, she'd bring that baby to be kissed and christened like. <laughs> christened by um, Sasha Malia. <laughs> she, 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 and that was a big thing when Barack Obama and Michelle yeah. went to go see the Queen. Yeah. Um, first of all, she was they were sleeveless. Like best friends. She was sleeveless. Which, oh, yeah? Which made, yeah, because she Michelle always, was sleeveless. Michelle was sleeveless, right. always wore those cutoffs, right? Right. So people were like, ooh, she's showing shit. And then she touched the Queen. And yeah, and then she touched the Queen she and they were like, oh. Her. <laughs> she touched her without the queen saying. But she they're like best her. friends now. Yeah, they're cool. I think I saw them dapping the other day. <laughs> Probably because you know Baba does his shape. You know how it is. Seven hundred and seventy-five rooms. This includes nineteen state rooms, fifty-two royal and guest bedrooms, one hundred and eighty-eight staff rooms, ninety-two offices, seventy-eight bathrooms. Mm-hmm. The measurements of each are one hundred and eight meters long across okay. the front, one hundred twenty-two twenty meters deep, okay. and twenty-four meters high. That's how high. Your ceiling. When you're in your house, you're like, I've got nine foot ceilings. <laughs> this lady has 24 meters of ceiling. That is many meters. She told Trump, you can't even stay in the ceiling. We brother. don't have space. <laughs> we don't have room. I think there's a best western. There's next a best western next story. It's above my. It's above my head. It's, 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 it's above me it's now. It's above me now. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's sorry, it can't me. happen. And but my, you're the queen. It's above. Me. It's above I'm me. Sorry. And Meghan Markle was like. Above me it's now, above me too. but um, Trump got in a fight with the mayor of London. Always, the mayor of London is um Khan, right? I think I think he's Muslim. Probably, but oh, speaking of which, sorry, Eid Mubarak to everybody breaking fast this week, tonight, tonight, oh, tonight, tonight. to everybody who broke fast tonight. Um, today's Tuesday, so happy Eid to all of you. Happy Eid to everybody um, and and all who celebrate yeah. um, Eid and are breaking fast. I saw uh, a few people here buying some celebration um, stuff mm-hmm. as I as I came. I saw today. people walking with balloons. So it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I feel bad. I, I do feel bad for the. You feel bad? Why? I feel bad for the team that my son just beat because. All of the children, half of the children from the team oh, were celebrating Eid and didn't come eat. to, the, oh, to the game. So my son's team took advantage of that. Oh, situation. man. But it was all right. Um, it happens. It the happens. wins the last lot. You got, you got to make sacrifices and prioritize your life. You got to take what you can get also. And that's it. So, you know what? <laughs> you know what? My, our team won. Their Here team did not. It, it was a great fight though it was a great fight till the end mm-hmm. but um yeah sorry happy eat to everybody but anyway so the london mayor man um i don't remember what he said to trump but trump said something along the lines of he needs to worry about the crime in his city and stop worrying about me yeah 
Did you also hear, you know, I don't like to talk about this man that much, but did you also hear that he halted travel to Cuba? Who, Trump? Yeah. Yeah. So now Americans can't go to Cuba anymore. Yeah, he halted. For recreation and for... Yeah, yeah. Both. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, he's Republican that Mm. the the ban on on flights to Cuba before... The ban on flights to Cuba was done by the Republican Party, Ronald Reagan, okay. in his jurisdiction. So when that happened... I felt like Trump came in there and was like, we're going to delete everything that Obama did. And I think he's worked the last exactly. four years to undo everything. And I think that that's he, all that's about. He took he took the, what's it, Obamacare and changed it to like Trump care or something it's like, like that. It's the exact same thing. It's, it's like, come worst. on, stop He's it. starving it out right he tells, now. He tells the London mayor that he's a loser. Oh, that's what he said. He yeah. told him. And then uh, he said he's a stone cold loser. Sorry, sorry. He's ice cold, stone cold loser. That's what he called him. And he said, you know what? You are worse than an 11 year old child. That's what, that's what the London mayor said back. <laughs> he said, you're an 11 year old child. Go back home. And so that's, and he said, you, you do get a terrible job of running, you know, your whole country. Your whole country. Yeah. Um, also, the one of the military leaders got back at Trump because Trump wanted to use um, one of the big boats for like something political. I'm sorry. This is as close as I pay attention. <laughs> and that guy came back and was like, uh, just a reminder that the military will not be politicized. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Listen, nobody is trying to accommodate these lavish requests no. by Donald Trump, the 45th. No. Nobody. I think this, yeah. Even uh, Donald Trump came here and he was like, I want to get in the spot to talk on the podcast. I'd be like, actually, we're close. Yeah. This Tuesday, so. Yeah. This is what it, what it would be like. So um, I don't have the name. This is a sad bit of news. We didn't talk about this ahead of time. But the Dallas um, police chief came out and said that they need help because this is a third trans woman killed in a really short amount of time. So they think they have a problem. Um, Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like um, this is really desperate. Um, a, A desperate move here. By the Dallas uh, police, this person by the name of uh, Chanel Lindsay, mm-hmm. um, she um, found um, this person's body, mm-hmm. and there was obvious signs of homicidal violence. That's terrible. And um, yeah, they found the person uh, in Dallas, mm-hmm. and they're killed. Um, Texas City, and this wow. is the fourth person. Oh, it's the fourth. Fourth. Uh, yeah. In a short amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. Like a month or something. Yeah, the, the per, uh, this uh, Chanel mm-hmm. is 26 years old, and the death came um, just weeks before Malaysia Booker, yeah. who was killed, 23 year old. Yeah. They were shot, found that person shot to death in the street. This person was beaten to death. Wow. Um, there was another Brittany White, 29, was shot to death in October. That's terrible. Uh, Shade Schuler, 22, was found dead. Um, that was 2015. So since 2015, we've had three um, in just a matter of months. 
Yeah. So, like I've right. said in many, 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 many posts, and this one included, it doesn't matter what you feel about the LGBTQ and plus, the LGBTQ plus community, physical violence is never an act, an action that you should go against uh, any person. Is the human right to be human. Whoever they are. And it's basic human rights to be whoever they are. Whether you agree with it, whether you don't agree with it, it's a human right for them to live the way they are. So, and with that, I want to say happy Pride Month. It is Pride Month. Yeah. Yay. Happy Pride Month. And yeah, Castor Semenya is appealing again. Okay. <laughs> All in the same stream of thought here. Okay. But yes, happy Pride. There's going to be a lot of corporations who are jumping on the Pride wagon, capitalism being what it is. But let us take the month of June and think about how we can support and be a good allies, but also be good friends and family members um, to our LGBTQ plus um, family and friends and people around us. So, yeah, happy ride. I'm going to miss Stonewall. I'm going to miss all of those things. I'll be gone by that time. And uh, in this city, there's no parade this year. Um, hopefully they can get that sorted out and get it together for future years. But there definitely has to be representation for all the groups and, you know, so on and so forth. All the things that are being asked for. Um, I think it's time that the community really recognizes and becomes more intersectional and understand the lived experience of other queer people that like them, but also in many ways not like them. So... I guess I, I'm hoping and wishing unity for all those folks um, in Edmonton and in other cities that are dealing with, um, you know, just the challenge of being yourself every day. And we're jumping all over the place. Sorry. No, no. You go ahead. So um, next on our list, we have on the big screen, we have Dr. Sebi. Dr. Sebi had a movie. Yeah. Dr. Sebi was talking. He's the person who apparently has um, um, found the cure for many, many diseases just by changing your eating habits. Mm-hmm. And he came up with many things. He's lived for very long. He died tragically in a Nicaraguan prison. Was it Nicaragua? I thought it was Costa Rica. I'm pretty sure it's Nicaragua, but I'll double check. That's okay. So, anyways, he died in a um, prison um, because they were giving him rotten food. and Just bad food, and it was cold, and this is a man who was in his 80s and living a vegan lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think... There's a lot of uh, thoughts about the conspiracies that made that whole situation go down the way that it went down. It'll be interesting to see the film. Yes. So a film is being created. Nipsey Hussle was uh, bankrolling it and and getting it all together. Um, And then he died uh, very tragically by getting shot. Um, Alfred Alfredo Bowman. um, He's a Honduran herbalist. Mm-hmm. 
um, Alfredo Bowman is Dr. Sebi. So when uh, he died, he did, it looks like he died August 6, 2016 in Honduras. Yeah. So um, he had Oh, a he died when he got back home? Yeah. They, kept, they took him in and um, he basically realized that food, uh, dead food and, and many different foods, the alkaline levels of different foods kills the body's natural ability to heal itself. Mm-hmm. So he came up with a, a very intricate way to do this. Um, a lot of people have been following that principles um, and um, one of those people after Nipsey uh, died, Nick Cannon, with his monies, has decided to take up the conch. Long money. And move with that um, and and get it, get this movie going. Made. yeah. So we're hoping to see what happens. Um, we're hoping that everything goes through. I, I believe if anything happens at this point, it will still go through and we'll still make things happen. So very, very cool that Nick Cannon is taking it up. I'm not even sure if if Nick was uh, going to play Nipsey. Kind of has the same head shape and ears as Nipsey. But Nipsey has those wide I, eyes. No, sorry, not Nipsey. He's going to pay Dr. Sebi. Oh, himself. Okay. So, so they have the same head shape and ears. So it's a possibility that he might play. Okay. I so, believe Nick Cannon has lupus, right? Yes, mm-hmm. he has lupus, very, very rare disease. So I'd be interested to see if Nick Cannon and how Nick Cannon uses food to help him with lupus. I think he has been using it. That's, yeah, that's why I would like to see how. So I think mm-hmm. he talks about it quite a bit. Um, he's one of the first people who I heard about. Really? Yeah. I heard about it in about New York Dr. on the radio about all Dr. the time. That's what you heard? Yeah. In New York, uh, they play commercials for him all the time. Nice. Yeah. So uh, that is going to be... I'm very, looking forward to it. Very interesting. I'm looking forward to it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, last but not least, we had the boxer who got beat. Oh, I don't remember names. <laughs> he got smashed. Yeah, but the chunky Mexican guy. But you know what happened? Apparently. Can you get me people's names? One is like DeAndre, I think, maybe. No, I'm sorry. looking it up. Um, so what happened, apparently, is the man who got knocked out was knocked out when he was sparring in practice. Like, knocked out in practice. So his father told him not to take the fight. But this other guy, this promoter that Noel hates, I don't remember his name. Told okay. him he has to take the fight. So the thought is that that's why he may have been still suffering from, like, that concussion. I'm getting knocked out in sparring. And that's why he I, I, he was, like, a little wobbly in the fight. I feel like if he got knocked out in sparring, he would have still got knocked out in the fight. Okay. <laughs> I but I get like, the point. I feel like sparring is sparring. So if you – sparring is like your practice. So I, yeah, I believe, man. But people get knocked up in sparring. You feel like you got knocked out in sparring. If you get knocked out in practice, you get knocked out in real life in the real game. I just feel that a spar is a spar, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like if it gets too far, you know, you you pull the plug and you're like, no, 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 no. Let's not do this. 
So okay, it, but it could be a weird hit on your head. You could turn your head a certain way and it just catches you away that you don't mean it to be. Sparring feel, is practice fighting, but it's still fighting. I feel that if you get knocked out at sparring, you probably would get knocked out. At I feel fight. like you don't have a healthy enough respect for practice. I feel like <laughs> if you turn your head the wrong way during sparring, you're probably going to turn your head the same way and get knocked out. Mm. He got hit in the back of the head. Like the guy just was like, clunk. And mm-hmm. his ghost came up and <laughs> his body. That was really funny. Experience. I don't even know how they did that. That jab was, <laughs> that was so crazy. The man went, got up, left Madison Square Garden, got on a, got got, a British Airways mm-hmm. flight, and went home. Went to JFK, apparently. Right? So I think this guy, Andy Ruiz Jr., mm-hmm. he was the underdog. He um, very bulky. Looking, mm-hmm. um, they were making fun of his body shape. A lot of people time. are making fun of his body shape. Mm-hmm. Um, he faced off against Anthony Joshua, and he got knocked out. Even in the first round, he got knocked down. He got knocked down. He's like blap. So people are like, he oh, went down yeah. on one knee, guy. He, he was like boop boop. He went down on one knee, and they went, oh yeah, he's done. And, and he was like, everybody. I'm a Mexican. What you think this is? Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, I'm like, uh, I'm. <laughs> On my grandma homes, on on all the cousins' homes. Okay. (laughs) And he was Mm -hmm. like, came back from the Kevin Hart. Do you remember that? From Kevin Hart. Never mind. Oh. So, anyways. Sorry. (laughs) She missed the joke. Anyways. So then he came and he hit the guy right in the back of the head. Now, if you realize and watch the actual training video of Andy. Ruiz, you realize he was so prepared for the fight. Oh. He's light on his feet. You should see him. It's the most amazing thing. He's like, and he's like, pop, 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 pop. He was good. Fast. He was amazing. But that guy is like, he has, he has like 178 fights, amateur fights or something. This he guy. has like we've never really heard about him, so it's like the biggest upset since ever since. Yeah. But he's like, I think maybe he lost some ridiculously low amount of fights and has fought some ridiculously high amount of fights. It, it's like he maybe he lost like four or six fights out of one hundred and seventy something. You want to know how much he's done? Yeah. What's his amateur record? His record is thirty three wins, one loss, twenty two KOs. <laughs> <laughs> So, so everybody was like, look at this fat kid right here. They just looked at him and said, that's it, fat boy. Blaps. <laughs> yeah. He, he was like, guy, oh, okay, you got this. You yeah. got this one. I would give it to you. Yeah. It was like, blah, He was on the ground. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I guess he was. He was ultra prepared and he did have, he had an amazing amateur record. But good for that guy for taking the opportunity when it was provided to him and taking the fight seriously. He was probably like, yo, I'm going to go here and knock this guy out, get this person. Now he's heavyweight champion in the world. <laughs> Look at him. Wow. So that shows you. It's an early word. Don't count yourself out. Yeah. I, I feel like people even in the first round went back to the betting betting thing it was like yeah i'm betting on the guy yeah I'm betting on well Anthony. If, no the people the boxing people knew because noel was like i told everybody that that guy was um was a fraud and this is that whatever so apparently the people who like were into into and no 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 boxing they knew that it was gonna happen like this the reason why people discounted they they didn't look at the stats when you look no. at the stats anthony joshua's stats were 22 wins one 
one loss mm-hmm. with 21 out of the 22 as the KOs. Okay, so he's knocked out almost everybody. So he's knocked out almost but everybody. But here's the thing. So here's, I have to only tell you what Noel said because I don't know anything about these things. Go ahead, tell me what, what he said. So he said that you that the guy, Anthony Joshua, might be a more skilled fighter, but you can't teach chin. And even though he's a skilled fighter, he cannot take a punch. So that's what messes him up, is that he can't take a punch. So he has to knock him out, because he, he couldn't go round for round. He, there's no way he could. He has to knock them out, because he has no chance. Well, I feel like he made the wrong move at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. In the sparring match. <laughs> In the practice round, he made the wrong move, got knocked out there. Then yeah. came to the fight was like, all right, I'm ready. But bounce. once he gets knocked out, you should, you're not supposed to fight after that. Blah, blah. He probably didn't even get checked for a concussion or whatever. That guy probably had a concussion that whole fight. <laughs> He does so now. weird the things he that we do. He definitely does now. That's yeah. for sure. He saw stars. My favorite is Deontay Wilder. Yeah, Deontay Wilder did come. That's a one. He came in there and hit a sloppy two-piece and knocked that guy out. <laughs> he gave him a two-piece and a biscuit. Bang, bang. Black man. Boop. And that was it. He hit the canvas. Blood apps. <laughs> and that was the end. What you got coming up? What's on your... Um, calendar We're rolling on through on my calendar mm-hmm. june 22nd is gospel fest and essence of praise gospel fest i will be emceeing the gospel fest it's gonna be amazing don't what when is that scholarship concert that is june 22nd gospel fest scholarship concert for oh it is for elite substance okay. gospel fest concert that's that so it just see it just doesn't seem like an event that is five dollars or how much ever it was, yeah, right? It's a five dollar event. Yeah, that seems like it should be a twenty five dollar event. When I just hear it, Gospel Fest, I feel like I'm paying twenty five dollars. Basically, what they want you to do is come in for five dollars, but just bring your extra money because there's going to be an offering plate for the scholarship. Oh, okay, gotcha. So if you want to put in whatever you want, you think it's a good cause. So bring in, bring my five and then put bucks. my twenty into the offering. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, you know, it, it works out really well. Um, always packs out the house. Mm-hmm. All A-listers uh, from all over the city, choirs, individuals, always. This year's going to be uh, pretty amazing as well. Nice. As I emcee it. The day before that is the 21st of June. I will be doing the block party um, for Hair Sign, I believe, block party. What's that? Oh, okay. Your sign community. Okay, okay. Um, so the, they'll be having that. Um, I believe the twenty-first. You said. Yeah, it's the twenty-first of June. It's in the day. Um, um, it's in the day. Mm-hmm. Over. In the parking lot of the hair sign. Community center. Community center, I believe it is. Block party. What's your favorite song? No, no, that's not it. It's the road. Yeah, it's another one that you enjoy. Yeah, I only okay. enjoy it because you enjoy it. <laughs> I don't mind it. I'm like, yeah, Ashanti and my Soka. All right, you can stay. <laughs> so I did not want to see you back it's here. It's not about Ashanti. 
it's about the it's about the actual I'm so in love with the road. That part? Yeah, it's just the part of the the part that it sticks in your head after after they say it a thousand times. It's true. It just stays there. So, I have I'm salty it's Ashanti for making a soca song before she ever played mass. Like how do you know the vibes? Like participate, like, understand the vibe. First and foremost, that is not a Shanti song. It, no, it's definitely that. It's Marshall's Marshall song. song. Yeah. Marshall invited her. And so that's why she's validated because he invited her. It's not like she came and was like, it I want to play song, mass. Though. I want to play mass. And you're like, uh, no, go sit down. I want to do a soca song. She didn't come out like that. He was like, hey, he listened to the tone of her voice and he was like, you know what? You do might. A song together. Yeah, we should do a song together. Plus, She's hot, so. That's really what this is all about. I used to buy a lot of albums based off of the hotness of the person on the front. I mean. It had nothing to do with Siggy. Did we all? I saw My a, first four albums out. was Beanie Man mm-hmm. and Lost Boys. And I don't remember the other two. Janet Jackson and I think Green Day. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, so, so. I find all of those people attractive. You find Green Day attractive? Yeah, Trey Cool, specifically. Interesting. <laughs> do you have that time? Yeah, back do in those days, in 1996, time. yes. Do All at once. <laughs> yes. Yes, why do I I've know actually all the words? Seen because I also I've seen them in like concert a couple of times. Really? Green Day is my favorite rock band. Why do you think I have all the, I know all the words of Anyways. Green Day is my favorite rock band. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I, Green Day is one of my favorites. They used to be my favorite rock band until I met... Um, <sighs> Nickelback? Are you kidding? Wow. <laughs> you're that person, huh? Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you trying to that's take it the there. Joke. Like, mm. That's the joke. Argument. <laughs> Argument. That's the joke. The joke is offensive. I'm sorry, I'm offended. The joke is that for those of you who like Nickelback, sorry, that is your thing. The joke is that Nickelback is whack. Okay, keep going. It's definitely not mine. (laughs) Not our mine. Not mine. Sorry. No, the the um uh I'll figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. But they took the number one spot. So this new band, the new band, okay, rock band, rock band, okay. So a lot of people have been asking me lately, just about locks in itself. And really? Yeah, just about because they're not. Why is this? Why is your face look like that? Because <laughs> it's weird. Why yeah. would people be asking is, about locks? Why is that weird? Because why nobody asks me about. I don't know, not lock, not hair-related things. Why are people asking about locks? I can have my face out whenever I want to. <laughs> because I hang. Hey, radio. I've hung out with you before. Oh. They know that we do a podcast together. So now, and they're like, hey, when you're on the show, can you ask? Does this really happen? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Whether you believe me or not, okay, it negates the fact that this is the question that people have been asking me. It's okay. a shop talk, shop talk question, okay. and we're at the shop talk portion of okay. this whole thing. Okay. Unless you have another event you want to go to. 
I really wanted to talk about um, kids' hair, but tell me. Well, it is about kids' hair. Cool. So, what did you want to talk about with kids' hair? Maybe I want to talk about to- how we expect these kids to let us sit behind them and bust them in the head for hours while we yank on their hair and tell them not to touch and how it's, like, really, really stressful and give some pointers on how you can make that a little bit less stressful. Well, how do you feel about children's hair and what should be done about children's hair? Well, first and foremost, okay, so... I think that when it comes to doing your kid's hair, whether it's mom or dad or boy or girl or whatever, when it comes to the parent doing the child's hair, it's a time that you're supposed to be bonding. And there's a lot of bonding that happens in that time. The thing is, is that over time, we tend to internalize external factors. So, for example, um, sometimes we'll heat style hair. And then once the hair gets tangled and knotty, we just assume that hair is tangled and knotty. But especially kids, that's why I like doing their hair, is because as long as there's no heat or chemicals that have been applied to the hair, once you have the right product, you have cracked the code, right? And the right product is usually, as I said, it's just natural product, and you can probably find someone local to make it anyway. So that's how I feel about it. I think that when it comes to doing your kid's hair, you need to do a couple things. One, make them involved in the process. So let them look for styles that they like and um, let them kind of choose what that is. Of course, you have to build up the skill to like get to that level. But quite honestly, it's all a matter of practice, right? Number one. Number two, make sure that the kid is not hungry or tired and it's not late. We tend to procrastinate like, okay, it's wash day. And then we're waiting all day. And then when we finally get to their hair, it's late. They're tired. They have to go to bed. We... Uh, like which is also number three we're in a rush if you have hair day you have wash day set aside the time for it how much of a rush you're in is going to affect how gentle you are um it's going to affect the work that's done essentially so take your time um number five am i on number five the next one i don't know what number i'm on the next one is... Um, five. It's five now? Sure. Okay. The next one is attached doing hair to something special. Like, if you're trying to... I hear a lot of parents be like, well, I don't want to give her too much screen time, or I don't want to give her too much screen time. But hair time is exactly when screen time is supposed to happen. Like, that's what you're saving it up for, when you need the child to be distracted. So, I'm saying distraction, but also... Uh, there's people who tie candy to it or a favorite treat, a favorite food, a something. Just once you do it for a little while, they'll understand, okay, I'm getting my hair done. That means I get such and such today. For some reason, we like to not teach our kids that they will get an outcome, but that's called conditioning. And that's how you get your kids to do what you want them to do, right? Mm. So pair um, anything negative really with something positive and have them focus on that positive thing um, when you're dealing with hair like dealing with doing the hair um i would say those big top five avoid heat use products use handmade products use local products i'm sure you can find someone in your area that makes products it's easier um to do that than to go through um the big chemical companies because to be honest with you a small at-home company can't really afford the stuff that's going to burn your hair off your scalp anyway or afford to be working with it 
So that's the biggest thing. The reason why I wanted to talk about it, there's just a lot of trauma in the community with kids around hair and around their own hair and around their natural hair um, and sitting for it. Um, So I think it's important that we set not only them up for success, but ourselves up for success and just, you know, give them, give everybody parameters that we can work in. So that's what I wanted to say about that. Okay. What you talking about a lot. Mm, that's basically what the person was talking about. The person was just talking about having their children, having to upkeep, and how to yeah. upkeep their children's hair. Okay. I recommend summer. locks often for um, for children. Okay. I think to me it's like the freest hairstyle. Um, it's the least amount of upkeep. If you don't get to do it, it's not like it's going to drop out or anything like that. Mm. Um, people feel like it's really permanent, but you can you can comb out locks if you feel to. You're not going to keep all the hair. The hair in there is not going to be as good as, as if it was just like loose. It's going to be a little bit, have a little bit more breakage. But you can definitely, it's a thing that people do now is comb out locks. I won't do it specifically. But if you have the patience or your kid gets to an age where they decide they want their hair out, it's not like they cannot, cannot, cannot. It's not like they go to nothing. I know a lot of kids who were raised with locks, and when they turned 16 or 17 or 18, they ended up picking them out. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely recommend locks for kids pretty frequently, actually. I've had parents who were like, Nilo, you changed my life because their kids have locks now, and there's all this fighting that they don't have to do anymore. Yeah, fighting is terrible. Yeah, especially over hair. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the last thing is uh, July 1st, we have Canada Canada Day coming up. Mm-hmm. I'll be out of um, here. And you have a thing. What is it? I, I think I will be singing. Okay, um, nice. At, uh, in St. Albert. Okay. For one of their festivals. Um, I kind of want to do something different. I haven't run it by anybody yet. Um, Charlene or the children. Okay. Um, but I have uh, agreed to do some singing. Okay. Um, and then fireworks right after. So yeah. it's going to be... It may as well be a family good. thing. You may as well bring them there. Well, last last year we did a different thing. Um, normally what we do is we'll go down to the River Valley area mm-hmm. and the Camp Park. So you I think we will be able to I won't be here anyway, but I think I might be able to see fireworks from the roof of my building. Maybe. But I won't be here anyway, so it doesn't matter. So the LRT takes you in. I've gotten to many, many arguments getting in and out and and on to the LRT. Yeah. So to avoid that, we tried a different thing. One year I was working at at the U of A, so we kind of parked there and kind of walked. Oh, Um, across? Yeah. And, and nice. then we saw it. But last year, we went to Millwitz. Millwitz, uh, by Millwitz Town Center. Mm-hmm. Um, they have their own fireworks festival, plus concert, plus stage. And How was big, that? It was amazing. It was yeah. great, except none of us were prepared for the cold weather. We did oh, not bring yeah. a blanket. We had brought one blanket. Six of us huddled under one small, tiny blanket. Oh. I just was like, you know what? You guys keep the blanket. This is the thing... <laughs> You were like hogging more of it. They were like, if this big guy would just get out of here. One <laughs> child is hugging the whole blanket. And we're like, you need to stop. Was it one of the girls? No. It was one of the boys? Yes. Okay. So we, you know, we went out there, had a great time. We're like, next time we need more blankets. Yeah. 
Um, but this time, You're I, be I think prepared. this time I want to take them to St. Albert. Check that out. It might be a little bit. They, they seem to be very organized out there too. Beaumont has a really good fireworks display too. So that that would be great. If you ever get out there? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah. The fireworks tour. Yep, yep, yep. I love fireworks. It's one of my favorite things. Is it now? Yeah, I love fairs and I love fireworks. I love fairs. I love fairs. Buddy. As far as fireworks is concerned, yeah. they're okay. I love fairs and fireworks. Do you have a word this week? I do have a small word. Okay, that's word. And my small word is just for everybody who's out there struggling to find or figure out what you are doing and who you are. Um, um, just don't forget that most of the time you already know the situation. It's in your gut. It's in, it's in your mind. You just have to stick to it. You just stick, to your guns. stick to your guts. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people will not and cannot and don't have the capacity and can't feel or know your vision. Mm-hmm. So when you set out to do something, you want to be the best at this or you want to start up a business or you want to start, you want to sing or you want to do whatever you want. Make those moves. Make those moves to do those things. Um, and don't and do it unapologetically. Get in there. Do it wisely. Mm-hmm. Do something every day. Um, do a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do what you can with what you have. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been learning that. Um, so you, you don't necessarily have to buy big things. But this podcast, for instance, most of this stuff, most of this equipment has been in my house for decades as I as I told everybody I can't podcast because I don't have equipment and each time I would buy little things not realizing I'm storing up this you had everything I had everything Mm -hmm. so when the time came Mm -hmm. you know you know a couple people like Nilo and and my homeboy Rod shout out to Rod said yo bro you have all the stuff Mm -hmm. just do it and here we are here we are so we want to host the Junos. We want to do big things. We want to take this as far as it can go. We want to go as far as it can get. Mm-hmm. And we are doing that with every portion of this that we can. Yeah. So stick to your guns. All right, you guys. Thanks so much. Don't forget to share this podcast. Like us on all of the formats or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on Google. We're on Breaker. We're on Podbean. We are on Anchor. Bridger. Bridger. Yeah. Breaker. Breaker. I just said that one. So thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next week on the Black Multiverse Multiverse Theory Theory Podcast. Thanks, guys.